baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome in, welcome in. I am McLean of The Water Break, joined by Cy and Creed for what is our last show in this time slot. Yep, the yeah. very last one. Uh, Will is not here at a job interview. Um, we wish him the best of luck. We know he's going to be so employed at the end of the day. Yep, um, <laughs> let's get it, Will. <laughs> Let's get it, Will. Um, but in his absence, we're going to keep things rolling, as we always do when we're missing members, uh, with the 5 in 5, bringing news from 5 Sports in just 5 minutes. And I'm going to get things kicked off with baseball. So if you missed last night's Mariners game, you missed a thriller. Uh, yesterday, the Mariners won 7-6 to six in 10 innings, and most notable was the development of the bats at the back of the lineup. Luis Torrens, the catcher, hit ninth, had three hits, and the eighth spot was productive as well as Taylor Trammell had a couple of good at-bats. Dylan Moore worked an awesome walk pitch-hitting for him, and uh, Sam Haggerty reached base in his only PA late in the game. The eighth spot in the order combined to go one for two with a double, two walks, and a hit-by-pitch. That double, Taylor Trammell's. Uh, reliever Diego Castillo got to play the hero, posting up a 1-2-3 inning in the ninth and coming out... Uh, for 1-2-3 in the 10th. He led the team in win probability added, which essentially means he was the MVP. Our, um, the uh, Mariners are in Texas now, having taken 2-3 from Baltimore. They've won four of their last six, dating back to last weekend. Now around the league, the Dodgers shut down the Mets 2-0. The Brewers snuck by the Padres 5-4. The Yankees swept a doubleheader with the struggling Angels on the back of great performances from Jamison Tyone and Nestor Cortez. And the Cubs knocked off the Cardinals 7-5 to in the first of four. Now over to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer we have uh, some great news with U.S. soccer with tryouts. After, la- after Wednesday night's 3-0 friendly win over Morocco, uh, we got some good news about Malik Tillman, who FIFA has approved a one-time change of association application for FC Bayern and Tagger Malik Tillman, and he is now eligible, eligible to play for the United States men's soccer team. And in for the World Cup 2026, some possible cities that are left, there's 22 left out of the original 70, three in Canada, three in Mexico, and then 16 in the United States. The number one on that list, possibly, is the Seattle area, which would be great if we could host some games here. All right, now back to McLean for some hockey. Yeah, it's NHL season today at 5 p.m. The New York Rangers are looking to build on their one nothing series lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. Tomorrow, Nate McKinnon and the Avs will look to extend a 2-0 lead over the Oilers. These are the last four teams left as the NHL season is rapidly approaching a conclusion. McKinnon's the GOAT other than McDavid. Thank you, Will. Now we're going to throw it over to Cy for some basketball. 
Yeah, so currently the NBA Finals are going on. That is the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. And Game 1 just finished, and the Celtics dismantled the Warriors despite a historic start from Steph Curry where he scored 21 points in the first quarter, uh, scoring six of his eight threes. And honestly, a lot of people are saying that this series is a toss-up. Like Some people are saying the Warriors are going to win by a crazy margin, and some people are saying the Celtics. But uh, according to the ESPN Basketball Power Index, the Celtics have an 86% chance to win the NBA Finals to the Warriors 14%. Now, I'm not sure how true that is, and in real life, experience definitely plays into it. And uh, Jason Tatum, their young star uh, for the Celtics, has never been to an NBA Finals. But this Warriors team, they have a lot of veterans who have been there multiple times. And so I think... There are some intangibles there as well that the power index does not take into account. And I think overall this is going to be a great series, hotly contested. And, yeah, I think that's it for basketball news. Over to me for football, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in NFL football, San Francisco 49ers Pro Bowl center Alex Mack announced he's hanging up the cleats after playing 13 quality seasons at center. Mack was a pro bowler and was on the Falcons uh, super team during Matt Ryan's MVP season. With the Falcons and Niners, he got deep into the playoffs a number of times, but never secured a ring. He was up 25 uh, over Brady. Couldn't get it done. Russell Wilson also opened his day in Denver on Thursday with an interception thrown to Patrick Sertain, too. It's practice, so there's no reason to believe Russ won't have 16 good games in him. That's right, one bad one for play in Seattle. That's it for our 5-5. Five and five. Thank you uh, for these updates from the water break. We're going to take a quick break right now. Stay tuned for more on Seattle's potential to host a World Cup, as well as a discussion of our favorite sports-related creators. But first, this from the Smiths on the water break. It's the Smiths on 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, Quick break is over. We're getting right back into it on the water break. And Cree, you have something for us, yeah? I do have a question. So I wanted to ask you guys, there's a good possibility that Seattle will host some games during the 2026 World Cup. What do you think that would do to the city of Seattle, and is that even possible? Yeah, well, I think I can get us started. I think it would definitely bring in a lot of money and a lot of exposure to our city Um, because I know uh, my civics teacher, he was talking about one time he was visiting Italy, and so he said he was from Seattle, and he said, oh, Los Angeles, right? Is that in Los (laughs) Angeles? So I think it'll definitely bring a lot of exposure to the city, and a lot of people bring money in, obviously, to come see their teams. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely a good idea. It's just, do we have the infrastructure with the fields? Because I know we have Lumen Field, but is that enough for like big events with like multiple games? Lumen Field will hold uh, 75,000-ish. I don't know the number off the top of my head. But it's a lot. It's 70,000 mm-hmm. 70, around 000? that. So for well, the, but standing room. Yeah, but CONCACAF uh, Championship, we had over 69,000 people at that one. Um, and it was for a, massive. For non-soccer fans, what's CONCACAF? So CONCACAF is basically all of the Americas have their best professional teams combined, or at least Central and North America combined their best professional teams and have a massive tournament. So it's like Thank the World you. Cup for that. But yeah, that was hosted in Seattle. And I think... They were 69,200-something people in the stadium. It was very loud. Thank you. Personally, I do think that <laughs> Seattle is going to be the place to have it work. You really, uh, when you're hosting big events like this, 
what you're planning for is not traffic so much as public transport. Um, and the clink, or not the clink, Lumen Field is, man, that's like five times now. Lumen Field is one of the most accessible uh, places uh, to play big sporting events in the continental U.S. It's very walkable. It's on bike paths. Um, there's a lot of, there's bus stops. It's right on uh, the train, and it's walking distance from the King Street Station. Um, if the light rail can get finished, that would really help. Uh, because then it would allow people from out of town to come in and stay at a hotel in the suburbs. You yeah. know, it would be easier to stay in Bellevue and get the light rail over to catch the game. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely. I think because Seattle is kind of the, like the soccer place of the United States, or football, uh, if you want to say it properly, right? Properly. <laughs> football. <laughs> football. Uh, know your yeah. market. Know your market. Exactly. I know. That's why I call it soccer. But anyways, this is like soccer nation of the United States. And so I think this is probably the best place that we could have games. I don't know about hosting the finals games. I think that might need to be in a place uh, that's more suited. I don't think, you know, Lumen Field is probably the best place for some of the finals games, especially with the issues of Probably want to put transportation. They probably want to put those in Vegas or some or like possibly, ninety thousand cap uh, stadium. Mexico and Canada do have some cities that there's a chance these games could be played in. Oh yeah, they so put that in Mexico, Mexico City. Definitely would probably have at least one of the ending games, right? Yeah, but I think you know, good possibility. Mm-hmm. Seattle hosts quite a few games, and I think that would be fun to have in yeah. our hometown. I remember, like, definitely, I have memories as a little kid watching Clint Dempsey and the U.S. team in yes. the World Cup. Yeah. And so, wait, the World Cup is going to be when, 2026? Yeah, so we have the World Cup this, I think it starts November, Mm -hmm. uh, in Qatar. Yeah. And then 2026 is the next one. So it's like the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So schedule. Yeah, every every kind of four years. The Winter Games years. Yeah. Yeah, Winter Games years. Okay. But yeah, I think that's definitely going to be really exciting. And I think U.S. qualified this year, right? They did. Actually, this time they did. This time they did? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they... They finally qualified. Uh, I think there's three teams still vying for the final spot in their group, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is Wales. So hopefully Wales gets it. Oh, yeah. I think that would be fun. What is, their flag's like the one with the pink dragon, right? The dragon. Yeah. I, I love the, the dragon. dragon. Yeah, so it's white. It's like There's top, green on it. Top is white, bottom half is green, and then it's a red dragon. It's so sick. I love yeah. the dragon. More it's countries cool. should do flags like that. Enough with the stripes nonsense. Enough with that. I think Give me have, more dragons. I think dragons are really cool. What's yeah. the other country that has dragons? I'm blanking. They have the really cool flag. Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't know it either. If you know it, text the station. 206-275-9104 is the digits. That's 206-275-9104. Please tell us what country has the dragons on its flag mm-hmm. besides wales besides but, wales but I yeah mean, those those flags are so cool anyways all right mclean do do we want to move on to our next thing yes actually right. uh so content like this like the water break doesn't exist in a vacuum we have to learn about sports somewhere and i don't know about you guys but i prefer to be entertained while i do it i don't like to watch boring things just so that i can learn about sports so my question for you guys was, who are some of your favorite sports content creators that you go to for sports-related things or sports news, anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, ESPN is just really nice. Yes, like a very basic answer. ESPN, but it's it's not my favorite. It's um, like saying your favorite so, kind of ice cream is vanilla. It's so boring. Come on, man. What if I tell you that's like my second favorite? Oh, come on. <laughs> it's so good. Wow, Creed, who's your favorite band? Coldplay. No, actually, not. But they're they're like my fourth or third favorite. 
I love Coldplay. Okay, that's mean. But, <laughs> yeah, so I think for me, I personally don't like to find out my news just through content creators. I usually just find sports news through sports news. Um, but I I really like for football-related content. I like Michael Turk. He's a punter for ASU. He actually just uh, went on the trade market. Uh, but he's fun to watch for sports. And then uh, I also like Jack Downer. He's a Panda soccer player. Uh, basically does a lot of nutmegs. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I definitely, I played football, so Dockery and Destroying are kind of good creators. Uh, destroying. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> it, you don't get as much sports news from them, but it's just like entertaining content. Exactly. And you kind of, they sometimes talk about what's going on in the sports world. And also, I feel like a lot of athletes just have their own YouTube channels. Like, um, who is a player from the Steelers? Uh, they're younger. Smith Schuster. Juju. Yeah, Juju has yeah. a YouTube channel. He also has Twitch. Yeah, he also yeah he's into <laughs> what gaming. What does he stream on Twitch? I think he plays. I, oh shoot, I think he he's, played some COD or something. Yeah, COD probably. COD. Um, and yeah, who who is the other guy? Who's he's from Canada. He plays on the Steelers. He's a receiver. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool also has a YouTube channel, really? so I checked that out. That, that was pretty interesting. And, uh, I mean, Michael Pittman as well. So all these football guys have YouTube channels. And then for basketball, I mean, I used to, a while ago, I used to watch this guy named Mike Corzemba, and he was pretty good. He'd kind of go over, like, history and things like that. That's pretty cool. Also, yeah. urinating tree is really good for football. U tree overrated. There, I said really? it. I said it. I mean, he. Oh, it does get annoying after yeah. a while, but I think he's pretty funny. U tree's yeah. gimmick is not fun after one video. It's not fun <laughs> to be stuck in like an era where it's everything looks like 2012 era Facebook. I think yeah. honestly, it's like one video every week. And then yeah. that's that's all I can handle. And but that one video is always super fun for me. I, I, I got one video out of him that I enjoyed, and then after that I've been tired. I cannot click on his videos. I always stop watching within the first 90 seconds. By the way, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt myself. It's Bhutan that yeah. has the dragon. Bhutan. Yeah, As Bhutan. does Malta. Malta. So thank Ooh. you. There's a lot of really cool flags. Dragons are so sick. I love yeah, dragons. Yeah, definitely. And also, wait, we can't talk about content creators without talking about pat mcafee himself oh, come yeah. on oh, the pat the mcafee podcast of course oh, yeah. yeah that that one is one that i definitely listen to during football season Dude, i go great. i go my favorite content creators um i go for an outside the box pick i love baseball it's my favorite um and because i love baseball i love foolish baseball and sad man baseball they both make really great engaging videos uh bailey from foolish baseball has uh a real knack for graphic design. He's somebody that uh, makes engaging videos that are fun to look at, and it doesn't hurt that he's a smart dude. This guy actually uses the StatCast lingo and understands what it means, unlike most people who just kind of parrot around numbers like WRC plus and, and most, called strike whiffs. Most people who don't know what stat cast numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need to stop convincing myself that this is a baseball market. Um, <laughs> fancy baseball stats. This guy knows how to use the fancy baseball numbers, and I think that's cool. Uh, and another guy I really love watching is uh, John Boy uh, of SB Nation, uh, Secret Base, uh, that fame. Also the author of 171076, if you're into like webcomics, speculative fiction, that stuff. That guy is just a genius. He could literally stick his name on a phone book, and I would buy it. I, I love John Boy and everything he does. It's so great. Um, so for sports, for the longer form documentary type stuff, the big deep dives into players, 
Um, everything he's done is worth watching. History of the Atlanta Falcons, History of the Seattle Mariners, uh, the Captain Ahab story of Dave Steeb, uh, all of those hours-long uh, viewing experiences, all of them worth checking out. So go uh, check that out if yeah. you have time. Yeah. I, I do need to ask this question now because I was thinking about like different YouTubers and stuff. Does Dude Perfect count as sports they in do not, any sense? No. In any sense. They're just like trick shot dudes. No. Um, yeah. But yeah. Dude Perfect have been uh, riding their 2013 high for a whole career. It's worked. They do like live shows now. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's like, crazy the stuff they do. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Also, like my McLean. dad knows who Dude Perfect are. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. They're when your so dad knows famous. who like a YouTuber is, you know that yeah. they're famous. Yeah, they're famous. Yeah. But, uh, McLean, we were talking about baseball earlier. Oh, yeah. And the Mariners, I hear their season has been disappointing. And just looking up their name, there's like a news source called Lookout Landing. Yeah. And they, they just said, that. Mariners pick on someone their own size, <laughs> shove over rival toddler, yep. claim series win <laughs> <That's them. laughs> over uh-huh. Orioles. The the folks at Lookout Landing, you'll find some of the greatest sports writers uh, that cover baseball at Lookout Landing. Um, I'm a Cardinals fan by nature. Uh, their fan site, though... Uh, Viva Alberto's is not anywhere near as good as Lookout Landings is. I find myself reading Lookout Landing more than than Viva Alberto's, uh, just because of how good the sports writers are. Uh, Shay Weintraub was a new addition this year to the Lookout Landing staff, and she's a phenomenal sports writer. I always, even when I've watched the games, I read her recaps, and uh, and she's just the first name that's coming to mind. They've got a lot of extremely talented sports writers. Zach Goshock was a recent addition. Uh, he's great. They're, they're, it's a great staff of people at Lookout Landing. Even if you're not a Mariners fan, you will still find something of value uh, on Lookout Landing. It's great. Thank you, Cy, for bringing them up. I'd be mm-hmm. so angry if I forgot to mention Lookout Landing. Definitely, yeah. And, I mean, I think you probably mentioned this earlier, but Julio Rodriguez was named the AL Rookie of the Month. So our J-Rod, boy Julio's Rookie of the Month. I'm so excited. He's doing good. You know how I found out? You know how I found out about that bit of news? I was sitting in uh, in, my, in my international studies class. This guy comes up, taps me on the shoulder. I was watching uh, a video of a kid doing Fortnite dances. <laughs> <laughs> this kid comes up, taps me on the shoulder, goes, Yo, J-Rod, Rookie of the Month. And I'm like, yeah, he is. And it was awesome. I, I think I actually did omit that from the news segment. Um, okay, but, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, thank now you, you again, guys know. <laughs> uh, Cy, for covering where I failed. J-Rod, Rookie of the Month. Uh, with that, I think this leads uh, to another quick break on the water break. We'll be right back uh, for a look at one of the most controversial Mariners players in my lifetime. Right, row. After th- right after this on the water break. That from Johnny Cash on the water break, taking it way back. Uh, anyway, we're we're back on the water break. McLean here with Creed and with Cy. Oh yeah. And we're going to talk the Seattle Mariners uh, for a general sense of where we're at. The team is treading water, but we're looking real good doing it. We took the series in Houston. We took the series in Baltimore, making up some ground. It's pretty nice. Uh, But this is the part you all stayed tuned for, the deep dive. Uh, The Mariners are currently rostering a guy who has stirred up more controversy than I can remember a Mariners player ever having stirred up in my lifetime since maybe, maybe... Dustin Ackley. You search the Mariners subreddit by controversial, you'll get 90% posts about this guy. Uh, and this guy had a really good game last night, um, which is why I consider myself lucky to have written a whole piece defending him in preparation for the show. The player we're going to talk about is Abraham Toro. 
Uh, since coming over from Houston at the 2021 deadline, the third baseman has been called many things. Clutch after his great performances, and washed and overvalued after every bad one. He's been called a scrub, a 4A player, a savior, Babraham Toro, and many others. Uh, recently, an outfield collision sent Toro to the IL and granted him a respite from being everyone's favorite debate topic, but he was back in the lineup yesterday in Baltimore. If you look at uh, Abraham Toro's StatCast page, for those who don't know, StatCast, baseball uh, website, you can go there, get advanced stats, the fancy things, the rate stats, launch angle, called strike whiff, uh, WRC+. Plus, I also just call them the McLean stats. Yeah, the me stats, because you know me, I love me some rambling. Um, I love fancy numbers. I love XBA, spray hitting, things that nobody's ever heard of. Red is good and blue is bad. You look at uh, Abraham Toro's StatCast page, it's like Playboy Cardi on Christmas 2019. Whole lot of red. Uh-huh. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Abraham Toro is really good at a lot of things. The things he is above average in, sprint speed, hitting fastballs, hitting curves, XBA, that's expected batting average, XWOBA, expected weighted on base average, which is a more complicated version of the same thing, uh, spray hitting, which is his shift ability, as in defenders' ability to defend him, uh, hit and uh, hitting against right-handed pitching. He's also really, really, really good at not striking out. He is elite at not striking out. Uh, he strikes out less than 14% of the time, uh, which is elite. Even the best of the best are in the 10% range. This is a recipe for batter success. There's no other way of putting this. It's a recipe for batter success. I love Abraham Toro. I've, I've been a hater at times in the past. His, his eye test is not the greatest with the bat, and he runs weird because he's short. I'm sorry if you're listening, Abraham Toro. You do not run weird because you're short. Um, but I, as a defender, he is an amazing defender. He's so great to watch. Uh, if he can start playing well enough and hitting well enough, especially to deserve at-bats, he'll lengthen the lineup by one spot, maybe allow Eugenio Suarez to DH more, maybe he can hang out at second, kick Adam Frazier into a corner outfield spot. From a roster construction standpoint, Toro balling out would help more than any other injury recovery. He is a key horse on this team. A guy who uh, a lot of fans are calling washed, but a guy who I'll be defending. Anybody have any comments on Abraham Toro? He's washed. (laughs) He's washed? He's on his rookie contract. He's on his rookie contract. He's washed. Fire him. Didn't didn't you just say something about like everyone calling him a bunch of like all the bad things and then oh, yeah. all the good things too? Well, see, yeah. Toro's weird because his acquisition was so controversial. Uh, the Mariners were doing really well. They traded away Kendall Graveman, who at the time was a top performer, but he was on an expiring contract. So the team was mm-hmm. like, "Well, we've only got him for three months either way. Let's ship him off and get somebody we can control." So they sent him mm-hmm. to Houston. They got in return Joe Smith, who was a relief pitcher for us last year, who was pretty good, and Abraham Toro. And Toro was the big get. And he's flashed. This season has been up and down for him, which is why he's been so controversial. His bat has like completely vanished for stretches, um, and he's kind of been asked to learn like three and a half positions so since coming over. You said it was his rookie year, right? 
He's on his rookie contract, rookie which contract. lasts for longer than so one how ma- season. So how many years has he been playing? His first major league season MLB. was the 2020 pandemic-shortened season. Okay, so he's still fairly new to MLB baseball. Where he, Yeah, he mostly hung out on the bench. His time in Seattle was his first time getting an extended look. Houston okay. was kind of keeping him in the wings with the hope that they could kick Bregman over to short and have him take over at third when Carlos Correa left. Um, or maybe kick Altuve to short. I'm not 100% certain. I don't follow the Astros. The point is they were keeping him on the bench in the hopes that he would contribute once their established star infielders left. Uh, They suddenly decided they didn't need him to stick around anymore. They needed bullpen help, traded him to Seattle, and the Mariners kept him in a sort of... they, They had him play second, which is not his normal position. They had him learn a new position last season, play second, uh, which he's done at times this year, but his main position is third, which he did last night against Baltimore. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm thinking, you know, he's fairly new, and if he's, you know, very on and off right now, that's going to settle out over time, right? And so then hopefully he'll become a really consistently good player yeah, in he's the a, future. Yeah, he's which... a controllable asset who's shown willingness to work at first, at second, at third, and he even took balls uh, in left field in spring training. Uh, so he's shown a willingness to have positional versatility, even if he doesn't turn into a front-line starter, top-of-the-lineup bat. He can be a down-lineup, rotational third baseman, and not to mention, uh, he does have the unique advantage of being a switch hitter that's better as a left-hander. So for the Mariners, who's uh, Eugenio Suarez is the third baseman right now, he's a right-handed hitter who struggles against tough right-handed pitching. Uh, Toro can come in and uh, face those tough righties. Anyway, so that's that's all I have on Abraham Toro. What do you guys think of Abraham Toro? Text the station, 206-275-9104. Would love to hear what you guys think. Uh, you can ask three Mariners fans their opinion on Abraham Toro, and they will give you four answers. It's uh, it's tough to know exactly what to make of this guy, and the uh, circumstances of his acquisition did not make this any easier. Anyway, uh, another quick break on the water break, and we'll be back for our final game in a Friday slot, and this is a fun one. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge. It's that time of year again when all the hard work pays off and graduation date finally arrives. If you know of someone who is graduating, say congratulations by sending them a gradgram. Gradgrams are an MI tradition and a great way to say job well done to the deserving graduates in your life. Whether it be a fifth grader, an eighth grader, or a high school senior, gradgrams are always appreciated. Each gradgram is printed on parchment paper, personalized with your message, and mailed directly to the graduate. Money raised from gradgrams supports the Mercer Island Community Scholarship Program. To learn more, visit MIPTACouncil.org. Welcome back into the water break. I'm McClay as joined by Creed and Cy, and we're playing a game, and this is a fun game, and I love this game. If you want to call in and participate in the game... 206-275-9104 is that number. That's 206-275-9104. We're going to try to get through this game really quickly. The game is Relief Pitcher or Rockstar. 
I'm going to say a name, and you have to say if it's a relief pitcher or a rock star who wants to go first. And a rock star as in music. Yes. Not, Sorry. not a, di- a baseball rock star or something. Not somebody who's really good at baseball. Yeah. yeah, I'll go first. You'll go first? Okay, the most you can get is 16. You're going to get... Uh-oh. You're going to get just under a minute. You ready? Okay, yeah. Okay. Brian Bell. Uh, rock star. Yep. R- Ryan Helsley. Relief pitcher. Yep. Diego Castillo. Relief pitcher. Oh, you have the answers. Vic Fuentes. Uh, relief pitcher. Nope. Jake Ewald. Rockstar. Yep. Dylan Peters. Rockstar. Nope. Art Warren. Relief pitcher. Connor Overton. Relief pitcher. Yep. Brooks Raley. Rockstar. Nope. Jeremy Barnes. Rockstar. Yeah. Taylor York. Relief pitcher. Nope. Ryan Presley. Relief pitcher. Yep. Jeremy Springs. Rockstar. Nope. Ed O'Brien. Rockstar. Yep. Cody Stashek. Relief pitcher. Yep. Forrest Whitley. Relief pitcher. Wow. Nice job. You didn't even need all the time. You got uh, one. That was like you got one, nine two, at least, three, I think. four, five. Wow. Nice round. How many? Nice round. He got 11. 11? Yeah. Out of 16? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, Cy. I can tell just by the names. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. I think think you might have had the answers. You got, you rattled off, you rattled off. at the angle there. Three in a row to start it off. Okay. That was not bad. All right, Creed, rock star or relief pitcher, are you ready? Okay. All right, three, two, one. Mitch White. Uh, relief pitcher. Yep. Rock, Angus Young. Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah Green. That's Rockstar. Chris Caraba. That is Relief Pitcher. Nope. Kenley Jansen. Uh, relief Pitcher. Yep. Andrew Miller. Rockstar. Nope. Kevin Shields. Rockstar. Yep. Sid Barrett. Rockstar. Yep. <laughs> Taylor Rogers. Relief Pitcher. Yeah. Genesis Cabrera. Relief Pitcher. Wow. Drew Steckenrider. Relief Pitcher. Nice. Brian Sella. Rockstar. Yeah. Joe Smith. Rockstar. Andrew Katz. Relief Pitcher. Nope. Sam Ray. Uh, Relief pitcher. Nope. And Davey Von Bolin. Relief pitcher. Nah, rock star. The last three were rock stars? Yeah. Dang. All right. Anyway, Creed, you lost. You got nine, though. Nice job. I mean, that was... I did amazing I mean, getting getting nine out of 16, that proves that you at least sort of know what's up. And I wasn't really paying attention in the last part, too. I was just, like, trying to go fast. Yeah. Yeah, I was just... I was just... Listening to the names, I was like, hmm, this sounds like a baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got it's I picked some of the like boring rock stars, you know, like some of these guys, like uh like Jake Ewald, one of the guys you got, Slaughter Beach Dog. Like that is not a rock and roll band. That's a soft band. I had a guy from Weezer in here. Uh it was actually the first guy, Brian Bell, you got him. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you didn't know that Brian Bell was in Weezer. I hope you didn't just know that off the top of your head. I did not know that, but <laughs> I rec- I feel like I recognize the name from somewhere. So I was like, okay, if I recognize the name, it's most likely a rock star, <laughs> not a relief pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's a, that's an interesting little game. I don't know how I did so good, I guess. I don't know how you did so good either. That I mean, was... you're sitting right behind the screen, so you <laughs> kidding. No, no I, didn't, no. no. I didn't do that. No. I'd put um, he's too far away. You. He's too far away to see it. Yeah. Actually, too far so. away to see, and I keep the font size so small. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That is true. You kind of have to use a what, magnifying what glass to see it. What screen oh, are you I doing? Actually, I have the answers, actually. Oh, okay. I thought for certain you were reading them over my shoulder when you started out really well. I didn't want to call you on it on the air, though, especially yeah. on our last 
show. You know, and cheating I was in the middle of, of the game. I was, I was not looking over your shoulder. I didn't know what screen you had your stuff. No, on. I was, I was looking aside. He was like looking down at the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, no. uh, anyway, congratulations. You got a lot. Sai uh, was good at guessing. I played this game with Will. Will d- did embarrassingly poor. Will got like two. <laughs> Will got two? Out of 16? I played this oh game God, with Will bro. last week, and no I gave way. Will the same 45 seconds, and he took a lot longer to guess. Like, he was actually, he was thinking about it. I don't think he realized that he had like a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, respect the absent, but Will, if you're listening, that's trash, man. <laughs> But yeah, no, he did not do so well. Well, hopefully he does better this hopefully week. Hopefully he does with better his, uh, his job interview. Yeah, his job interview comes back employed. Well, uh, best of luck. And uh, on Will's behalf, we'd like to say, so this is the last water break in this time slot, but it is not the last water break, period. Mm-hmm. That's going to air during the uh, during the 16-hour live broadcast on Tuesday, which is happening on this station to send off our senior class. I uh, believe at 5 p.m., right? 5 p.m. is when we start. Yep, 5 to 6. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start at 5 p.m. We're going to go until 6 p.m., and it'll be the last water break ever. And we'll oh, probably man. have something special planned, and it'll be great. And we're all going to be there. You know yeah. what? I'll, I'll try I'll try to make it, but this is this is my this Sigh. might be my last Sigh. water Come break. Come on. I mean, hey, there's Come nothing on, more the water break than missing members for important shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is pretty um yeah, hopefully I actually yeah, win the game on that one. That would be cool to be like, you know, win absolutely like zero games Wait. throughout all four four years of doing this and then win the final yeah, one. Creed yeah, has, like, win the final game. Win. Yeah, Creed has I have, won like, like five games in four years. It's ridiculous. Actually, I, to be fair, I did win the six-piece chicken nugget one. You did win uh, way back in our freshman year. Sorry, inside joke. Way back in our freshman year, yep. uh, I panicked, ran out of trivia questions, and I asked how many chicken nuggets are in a six-piece chicken nugget meal in the hope that I could get someone on like the blind stare. You Dude, know when you're Will playing was basketball? confused. He yeah, was that's funny. And Creed got it. You know when you're playing basketball in the playground and you're playing against somebody who looks like way in over their head so you bounce the ball off their forehead? Yes, that was totally what That was what the plan was with the six-piece chicken nugget meal. Wow. And then out of the two, it's odd. I actually win the ones that aren't in the water break. So out of the yeah. two hot sauce <laughs> trivia competitions we've had in the station's history, Those, I won the both thing. of them. That was really? the other thing. You, you, know was, both. you know what was really funny? When I won the basketball trivia while I was concussed. <laughs> that was fun. That, was, that was hilarious. Actually, that one was super funny. Yeah. Uh, I did. Well, not the fact that you were concussed, but the fact yeah, that you Yeah, no, that I won. won. <laughs> so I'm going to explain the, the basketball thing first. Sure. Um, I did, or not the basketball, the hot sauce thing. Hot so sauce. back oh, yeah. before there was a pandemic and we had to do online radio and masked up radio and, you know, empty station radio, that stuff. We, uh, I organized a game wherein we played trivia and then had all the losers eat hot sauce straight from the bottle. Oh, man. Right, so, like, <laughs> so, you, you, just you had poured to, like, it into a spoon so and then ate the entire So, you just had to, like, yeah, spoon. essentially just bottle the mouth, mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. This and is, it was not fun. Yeah, this is slightly unrelated, but for percussion, I used to play drums <laughs> for the school. And we did this thing in our section bonding called Spicy Noodle Challenge. So we went and got these Korean fire noodles, and then we would all like just see who could eat them the fastest, and like that's awesome. Yeah, dude, I wish I did that. We'll do spicy noodles spicy on the next stuff. one, maybe. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be interesting. And it was spicy noodles. Yeah, and it was maybe, spicy noodles. Maybe. Dude, everyone's Will gonna be crying die. in the mic, but for like different reasons. Dude, Will Will thinks ranch is spicy. <laughs> Poor Will is a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, Will's gonna. Yeah, Will's dead. Canadians think snow is spicy. <laughs> I took a bite of the snow. I'm. <laughs> 